A little less conversation, a little more action All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me A little more bite, a little less spark A little less fight and a little more spark Close your mind and open up your heart and maybe satisfy me Satisfy yep. me, baby. Okay, a little fatter for it. So, fuck yes, welcome to the Hyperdrive. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. Has come full circle. Brian J. Yes, I am. And Chewy Darso. Cows. <laughs> I really love that line. <laughs> I just like cows. Yeah. Moo. Um, it's a desire for more cows. <laughs> uh, special guest today, we have author... And according to her Facebook, a billion other things. Allison Fergandes here. Hi, Allison. Hi. Uh, your book is Goddess Save the King. I'm looking at it right now. Yes, right? that's it. That uh, giant thing right yes, there. That's a huge book. Right? That is a huge book. Yes. Yeah. It's about 656 really pages. And that's is a, it says the uh, Chronicle. So is this book one? Do you have more coming after this? Yes. Book two is due for Christmas. Ooh, exciting. Yeah. Um, nice. If you want presents. If you want presents. <laughs> and it's a... It's a, it's a I mean, we're not joking. That's a good sized book. Yeah. <laughs> How long did that take to write? Uh, it took about seven solid months. Um, it was, I thought you were going to say years. Yeah, I was going to say years. So that was. Uh, <laughs> you did well. Yeah. Thank you. No, You're yeah, doing uh, way better than J.R. Martin. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. G.R. Martin. Germ. Sure. Germ. <laughs> No, it took a while. It um, I had a lot of downtime because I was recovering from a car accident. Still kind of M. Oh. Um, and have knee surgery for that next week. Um, Exciting stuff. But in the meantime, I was going to a lot of doctor's appointments, and I was able to shell out thousands of words a day, and this is what happened. So this knee surgery is how you're writing a sequel. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, sense. The recovery is a month, so yeah. I'm going to have some time there. there I should I should be able to completely finish the first draft for the second one by the end of that. Yeah. Awesome. Exciting. Oh, and just before we get into everything, where can we buy it? I'm just, I'm just going to steal the copy you brought, of course, but where can the people listening go out and purchase this? <laughs> you can buy the paperback as is sitting here or um, an ebook version on Amazon. Perfect. Okay, so is that your that favorite out? place? That is the place. Awesome. That is the place. The yes. place to buy it. Yes. Cool. Uh, okay, so then we're going to get moving into a where have you been doing. I will go first. Uh, I did not mention this the past couple of episodes because I'm out of my mind for some reason. I saw the Power Ranger movie. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, we all knew that. It's probably why. Yeah, it's, I just didn't need to bring and it up. You knew you loved it. Yeah. I'm going to be on the front row movie reviews here in a little bit uh, as they do their full disclosure episode on that. They called me to be on that one because nice. I am. Because you went to high school. Because I went to high school with the host and because I'm obsessed with Power oh, yeah, Rangers. That's true. Um, <laughs> so I won't say much about it because I feel that everyone should go out and see it. It's awesome really um i mean it's it's power rangers right. so you have to know where the bar is at but yeah. for the bar <laughs> of power rangers it's awesome but the real i yeah. mean the real question though is like is it because you just like power rangers or is it, was it genuinely good and it's, then power rangers it's a little long okay they they definitely could have trimmed like 15 minutes out of it it's two mm-hmm. hours and four minutes which is just it's a little long because I know wow. for like for me yeah, for yeah. turtles, I'll watch any any Ninja Turtles thing if it's good or bad. Yes. So it, if it if it's good too, that helps. Yeah. I've heard that I've heard <laughs> from people who don't watch everything Power Rangers that it's yeah. also good. Yeah. yeah. It's it's for if you're not a diehard Power Rangers fan, it's a decent movie. It could be a little shorter. If you're a diehard Power Rangers fan like myself, it's awesome. Nice. Right. Um. So that's my recommendation there. Chewy, do you have one? Um. I'm ready. If you want me to go for jump it. in. Fine. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> New Kendrick Lamar album dropped yesterday, it and it is fucking so awesome. good. It's called Damn, and it's all in caps lock, and all I see people write about it is Damn <laughs> on Facebook. I, I buy maybe, I have a Spotify subscription, and I can't recommend that enough in general, too, but I buy <laughs> maybe two or three CDs a year, and I think I'm going to go buy this one. I, if I okay. buy them anymore, I buy them on vinyl, because we have a pretty decent record player. That's a good so, idea. Uh, I just, I've pre-ordered the Gorillaz album. That'll probably be the only one I buy this year. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um... But yeah, I listened to that whole thing while at work yesterday. That album is fucking great. So good. Wow. Um, do you have yours now? I mean, I didn't have too many movies that we've been seeing lately, actually. So mine's not going to be a movie related. It's uh, <gasps> We went to the California Science Center for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. And you uh, don't recommend it, I hear. <laughs> well, no, it was actually, it was a lot of fun. Uh, With sanitizer. See, yes. Yeah. We bring hand sanitizer uh, is the moral of the story uh, because I got sick. Uh, I'm sick this week, and I'm like, it had to have been because of all the freaking children. And we went to the Pixar exhibit, and, you know, I was touching everything, uh, taking photos with Dory and Buzz Lightyear and whatnot, and touching all the, the like, interactive <laughs> things, which were all pretty fun to see, like, some of the animation stuff. My favorite part was when we were seeing the 
composited and not composited hair on um on uh merida merida oh nice so it'd be fun like they had this wonderful video of her on her horse and then suddenly she takes off on her horse and it takes a second for her and a hair to follow her and, <laughs> and it's like somewhat attached so it looks like a, like, a rubber band like, behind her, like, like i can watch this for hours <laughs> <laughs> um it was a pretty fun exhibit but yeah uh Bring hand sanitizer because apparently touching all the same things as mysterious children is not the best thing in the world. Yeah. I would also say don't go on a weekend. Uh, it's not worth the wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had to wait in line for a while. Yeah. And it's like you can move through the whole thing in like 45 minutes. Yeah. Like, and it's, I think it's 20 bucks to get in. It was so, a little, it was 15 per person. I okay. Think. It was yeah. a little steep for how much stuff they actually yeah, had like, to interact with. Yeah. You can fly through it real fast. So if you're there but on the a rest, weekend. The rest of the museum's yeah. free. So. Yeah. So yeah, it, it works out. But I'd say if you're there on a weekend, it's going to kind of suck because there's everyone there and you have to wait yeah. for everything. So if you go on like a weekday, if you're available and you can, it's a little bit more fun, I would think. But uh, yeah, we also saw the Endeavor, which was actually pretty that, awesome. That was I'd never awesome. actually seen it before. And I was uh, thinking big that space plane. I need to tweet at NASA to be like, if you're worried about funding, actually, it'd be great. If like I noticed all the different tiles on the spacecraft for the first time, and I've never really paid attention to it. I'm like, you know what? If you made it so people could get their name written on each tile when something goes into space, you would make so much money. <laughs> I'd my buy a tile. <laughs> I want my name to go into space. I will, so just there you go, NASA. So you like you're worried about funding. There's Ad- that crowdfunding right there. <laughs> Just Good start. thing NASA's amongst our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? NASA, you if you want to be know. big, you want to be big, be on our show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get you there. We'll get you and there. Then we'll buy an I know Donald tile. Trump hasn't taken away your funding yet, but... Mm. But we can he's give it back. Funding back. He gave more funding yeah, back? He's doing the other way. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's this part of the seesaw. This I part of the pendulum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, what about you? Uh, I saw The Invitation. The uh, I'd heard... I had only heard about the title, and then people were like, oh, this is so good, and I like what it does at the end, and nothing else. I didn't look at any trailers or watch anything about it, and I was pleasantly surprised. It was really, it was a really solid film, dealt with grief in a very interesting way, and kind of encapsulate that in kind of a nice little thriller. Cool. I really, I really liked that. I was, I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. Cool. I have not heard of it at all. It's on Netflix right now. For now, at Never least. Never mind. I've heard of it. <laughs> I thought it was in the theaters. I'm like, I have no clue. Where no, it, oh. ki- it kind of came and went, yep. and- I was like, oh, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. Yep, and yep that now rings a bell. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, Allison? Um, I am still coming off the haze of throwing my L.A. book signing party. That happened at uh, Salt Restaurant in Marina Del Rey. Fun. Um, nice. There was some fantasy trivia there that I think I overshot it with my friends. I thought they were as nerdy as me or nerdier and thought they'd nail it, but they kind of... Yeah, it sucked. Oh, no. <laughs> so you but, just lost friends is what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> or they're judging you a little well, harder yeah. now. Well, one one is a bigger turbo nerd than I am, and so he nailed everything across the board. So he went home with a few bottle of wine, <laughs> bottles nice. of wine and everything to take home to his wife. But um, I kind of got the feel of where I need to put the questions the next time around. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, okay, so we should move into today's episode. Everyone is typing on their phones frantically. I am taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I am that too, is my... I swear. <laughs> I'm making sure I'm spelling heptapod right. Uh, <laughs> we prepare for this. As long as everyone has a good excuse except for Ryan. Uh, <laughs> That's how I operate in life. Uh, so today's episode is on what many people said, one of the best movies of last year. Um, it yes. was up for Best Picture. It made. It a, is one of my most frustrating things yeah. about the Oscars. Yeah, it made a truckload of money, and it's uh, directed by Dennis Villeneuve. Am I getting that right? Does that sound right? I was trying to look it up on my phone until you called me it's out. It's French, oh. right? Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Some that could be right. I, I honestly, uh, that's, probably the, that's probably the closest. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve, something yeah. like that. I was um, looking at the name. Either way, he is uh, becoming a juggernaut of film and yes. filmmaking, and that's really exciting to see. And he's doing the next Blade Runner movie, which is even more exciting. I saw that in post. Hope it's good. I saw uh, that's in post right now. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So uh, this movie, I, I'm, I'm not really going to do the numbers of the reviews on it because I feel like it's kind of understood. It made money. People loved it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move right into the 30-second breakdown. And unlike uh, an episode coming out later this week, uh, I'm actually going to do a 30-second breakdown and not a 30-minute breakdown on my phone. <laughs> That's a uh, re- that ended up being a really long episode. You're yeah. gonna have to put it down. <laughs> yeah, that breakdown. She had too much time to yeah. talk yeah. about Jeez, the She just basics. kept going. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a frustrating, frustrating scenario. And I tried to stop in the middle of it. I'm like, Brian, are you sure? And you just kept. No, the phone me to says there's up. more time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Twenty-five minutes left. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, so I guess like uh, <laughs> Colin Farrell's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking around the table, like, are we still doing this? Yeah. Um, We're okay. Committing. So I'm good to go. Uh, John, are you good to go? Uh, yeah. Well, I just said your name like a Jean. Jean. Jean, are you ready? Uh, uh, yeah, we. We are on the French vibe, <laughs> yeah. given the director name. Yeah, there we go. Okay, yeah. Allison, are you ready? Sure. Okay, so the movie Arrival in 30 seconds. Go, 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 go! Okay, so 12 uh, alien ships touch down on Earth, and linguistics professor, uh, that is Amy Adams' character, is wrangled by the government to try to communicate with them um, until anybody gets too tense to get trigger happy and, you know, create the end of the world, kind of. <laughs> Nailed it. That actually kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, very short, but it, it kind of hits everything in there. Yeah. It's yeah. almost yeah. as if she's a writer. Yeah. <laughs> almost. 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 <laughs> the base plot of this movie is very yeah. simple. It's it is. The, it's the human factor that's complex. Yes. Um, so, Allison, I'm not sure if this was in the email I sent you with the, uh, the stuff, but if you get to, if you succeed in the breakdown, you get to make fun of me. So you get one free insult to throw my way if you would like to. Most people turn me down. Do I have to? Like, is it like a hot seat thing where I have to perform right now, or can it? It occur? can come later if you want to. Okay. Oh, those are the yeah. best okay. ones. Yeah. Tell okay, him you're cool. going to save one up, and he's going to be nervous all episode. That's exactly. Usually it's, like, it's like slaps giving. The past, yes, the past. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> the past three times, the guest has forgotten until we're taking the photo for the Facebook wall. After, was like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot. It's like, yeah, <laughs> too late now, sucker. <laughs> so let's break into this thing. I'm trying to think of the best place to start with this one because there wasn't really a lot of hype around it because usually I like to talk about the hype right. leading up to it and this one really was just kind of like the hype grew well I liked it did yeah I liked that uh, it was based on a short story is mm -hmm. that right mm -hmm. is it a short story I, I, yeah I mean those usually and end we up thought being this was the book man really not do our I was not <laughs> like yeah. Allison put her it was 600 page book on the table and everyone's totally like oh that's the short story arrival right <laughs> That was totally me just being like, book oh is yeah, a that's book. the There's book. a book. Yeah. This is based on a book. It must be the same book. <laughs> I'm not even going to read yeah. the title or yeah. like recognize her we were name. So not, or... If she'd be like, yeah, I wrote it, we'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got the author. This is so cool. Ryan, why did you tell us? <laughs> I haven't had enough sugar today. My blood levels are all off. When when the author, I believe, is like an older Asian man yeah. named Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. After the hype, we do our homework. <laughs> so I, I we'll believe anything. <laughs> Back to my point. In 2017, I'm yeah. really excited that movies come out that aren't part of a large franchise. Like it's not the 30th James Bond movie or the 15th Marvel movie or a DC movie or a Ninja Turtles movie or a 90s cartoons movie. It's just a rival. Well, and, yeah. it, and it's it created a great audience after the fact versus versus the others of those already had a. Yeah, substantial following. Yeah, yeah, and it was—it's nice to see. I mean, this is just the the nerd in me talking. It's really nice to see a movie that's just like it's not full blown hard sci fi, but it's yeah. pretty much there. No, it's mm -hmm. harder sci fi than most. Than the most, yeah, get. absolutely. Even than life, probably. Yeah, yeah. and it and it still managed to get an audience yeah. and like a yeah. big and audience. Be nominated. Well, I mean, to yeah. that point, it is sci fi. A lot of the the, the sci fi we're watching, like in these nerd properties are more fantasy. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's that there's that fun argument. That's why I'm saying like the Expanse and Battlestar Galactica maybe are harder sci-fi. Yeah. Stargate, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I like that it's it's like much more hardcore sci-fi because there's no like every man entry character in this movie. Mm -hmm. They're all like masters of their Fields. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The and the most everyman character is Jeremy Renner, and it's just because they're going linguistics, which is not what he studied. Yeah. Right. But he's, he's still, still a, a genius and <laughs> right. a very smart guy. It's <laughs> just like, oh, the way we're approaching this is linguistics, which is not my field, but I'm still Here. incredibly yeah. smart and can help. So yeah, this yeah. is pretty far from the hero's journey. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's nice watching people be smart on yeah. TV. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's it's, yeah. it's nice watching people be smart and not have them narrate their internal struggles to us the whole time. Right. Also true. It, it's hard being yeah. smart. Yeah. Well, this movie does exactly what a lot of movies that we hear at After the Hype take down a lot for, which they yeah. do a lot of telling and not showing. And this movie is all about showing yes. and not telling. Yeah. This right. movie is a great example of trusting your audience to yes. be able to like consume what you're presenting them and not have to have a, a layman's character to be like this yeah. is what's happening everybody uh did anybody here see prisoners no mm -hmm. I, I did not see prisoners i saw sicario and like yeah. just from sicario to this it's like no this director trusts his audience yeah yeah yep uh, he does not talk down to them he really just puts the story on the screen and either you're along for the ride or you're not yeah and you have to like i like the stories that put you right in and you have to catch up to the lore as you go yes yeah. and this one totally you 
they did a really good job of like you never felt like you knew more than Amy Adams. Right. Like you really were like the only time you kind of did was like it was a very clever framing device of you thought that she had already been married, had a child, and the child had passed away. Right. Yeah. And that was I, that trick twist was so good. Yes. I love it. Yeah. That, that, that is why, for me, it is the best movie of that year. Yeah. It added and, so much depth to it, and it really explored the sci-fi concept of exploring the unknown. Yeah. And it's it was masterfully well done. Where I don't... I have friends who are like, oh, I called that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you didn't. <laughs> you didn't. You, you can say that you did, mm-hmm. but... You might have called it like five minutes before they presented in the movie, yes. but you yeah. didn't call it right away. <laughs> no. and, and when you watch it on repeat viewings, which I've seen it three times now, it's like you can see there is the groundwork there. They do mm-hmm. kind of lay out some things. And it's not like they lay out like yeah. hints that you would really see coming. It's more so like uh, they do it with like Amy Adams' performance where she wakes up from it and she, if you know it, it's like she wakes up bewildered like, the fuck was that dream? Whereas mm-hmm. if you watch it the first time, she, it's more like she wakes up going like, I miss my child. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. she does such a good job Selling both of those points of view, the fact that she wasn't nominated will forever burn yeah. me a little bit. The fact that she wasn't nominated, <sighs> and I don't, I get so upset get about because I, I know it's, not, it's stupid to get good. upset about it. But yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's so worth so being upset because I have been an Amy Adams fan yeah. for a very long time, and I think this is one of the best performances she's ever given. Where like, there's so many, she's telling entire paragraphs on her face without dialogue. And the fact that Emma Stone, who I do like, won for Best Actress for a movie she didn't really need to try that hard in, it just it, it bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I just take the Ice Cube stance. Like, I'm 31. I've seen a bunch of these. It's a club. They give these awards to people yeah. who are yeah. in the club. Exactly. Yes. And that that's really like... The f- I think, yeah. Emma- I agree with that, but yeah. it's still like... It's a bummer. You like the idea of people getting like the statue recognition yeah. for their work. And it's like, she won't get it because she's not a member. Of well, and I wish they would just bring back the little... Uh, space astronaut MTV statue guy. <laughs> MTV awards were great. MTV yeah. awards are still a thing. Yeah, I they can't are. say why I know that, but they are still a thing. <laughs> well, when we I say just... I wish they would bring it back, I mean the yeah. audience would bring it back to their hearts. Yes. I, mean, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, she's not had a miss. Amy Adams has not had a miss. Uh, I can't think of one. Sunshine Cleaning. But beyond that, she was <laughs> good in Sunshine Cleaning. That, yeah. that movie, yeah. she was good the in movie, it. It was not a good movie. A, what movie about when she threw the spear a... at the bottom of that pool? That was kind of a miss. That, yeah. That's a literal yeah. miss. Right. I yeah. missed right. Doomsday. <laughs> it's not By Amy Miles. Adams' fault. They, Fair point. they have not uh, been writing a good Zack Snyder fault. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah, still she's very good in a movie that might not be the best. She Although is. I like the movie. She's but, one of the better parts of yes. it. Yes, um, but as far as Arrival goes, it's exactly what we're all kind of saying though. Like she she's so good in the movie that you get frustrated at the systems that will not recognize her for how good mm-hmm. she was in the course. And it's just because the systems just don't. They don't award sci-fi. But this one, yeah, generally. Uh, generally, you're right. But this one was up for Best Picture, which is Be- yeah, and unheard of. Yeah. And like just that, seeing a sci-fi film be nominated for Best Picture as a nerd is like, oh, awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just made exciting. It. <laughs> it's like we might not have the win, but it's still there. <laughs> it's in the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's noticed. It's yeah. Like that's, yeah. And that that's, that's and, a lot. And and my my silver lining is that because this made its way to the Oscars, there are people in my hometown who will be talking about this movie who will he'll who'll see it. Yeah. Like, have you seen that Arrival movie? That's so good. It's like, yes, I have seen <laughs> yeah. it. Like, welcome to today. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's like a few years ago when like Ex Machina came out. And right. It's like, everyone should see Ex Machina, and it didn't right. get the reward nominee. Like, it, it, it did it. get some, but it didn't get that recognition. Then it's like that was my favorite movie of the year. Right it's still one of my favorite of the past ten years. But then she still got it for Danish Girl. <laughs> she did. <laughs> it's <just> like <laughs> if Amy Adams had just done an Oscar bait movie this yeah. year. <laughs> I'm not sure if Amy Adams has ever done an Oscar bait movie. I don't. Not that I can name. Doubt. I can keep doing this. All day. Uh, <laughs> good point. But yep. and everyone yeah. paid attention to uh, uh, Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep more yeah. than they paid attention. To oh yeah, because she's part of the it's club. Meryl Streep. Because it, yeah, Meryl. But, yeah. I mean, it's it is Meryl. But the I think in, in, in my in my brain, her and Meryl Streep are in the same class. Meryl Streep. I think she's risen awards. to that occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, she's totally. uh, she is one of the most talented actors out there today. Yeah, and yeah. it's. It's one of those things where, like I'm excited to see everything she does. Yeah. If she's in a movie, it's reason for me to go see that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as Arrival goes, I didn't need her as the point person. Like There was so much going into this movie already with just the screenwriter, the director, and just the yep. general look of the movie. Amy Adams is more like, 
the bonus of like, oh, I'm even more excited for this already very exciting. Movie. You had someone who could actually be up, who was up to the challenge for yeah. everything else in, in and the it's movie. Not, like even Jeremy Renner, who I think is a fantastic actor yeah. and has been for years, who's kind of gotten pigeonholed into this sort of like the other guy part. He's like that yeah. other guy, the supporting guy, which yeah. he is in this one too. But you like go back to like, he's the, like a poor man's Daniel Craig or something. Yeah, but like you go back to like I know you don't like the movie, but like the town. Not a great film. He's great. Oh yeah. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, I mean, the it. movie was stupid yeah. fun though. Yeah, it was fun stupid. But he yeah. he elevates that movie. I think slightly above stupid fun. Yeah. But beyond him, no, I totally. Agree. And, and I think because of his casting, like the things he's cast and how he's kind of pigeonholed, you kind of forget that he's that guy in the Hurt Locker who did a really good job. As yeah. An actor, and that he's he good. Really good job. And this movie gets to show that even in yeah. his side role. It's mm-hmm. yeah, th- this director is very good about taking actors and just giving them. Even if they're not the main character, he still gives them their moment to shine. Like and no. he's very, yeah. very good at that. Going back to Sicario and just like every single person, in Sicario has one of those moments. It's like, holy shit! This you are one of the best actors working today. He's apparently really good with women. Yeah, Emily Blunt was so good in that. So too. Yeah. good in that movie. But it's not like he's only good with like because even like uh, like Josh Brolin, who I like Josh Brolin, he's good. You watch him in Sicario, he's that much better. That's right. And Benicio really? del and Toro. Yeah, and okay. Benicio, well, he's always great. But again, that much better. Yep. Like it's he's just really good. He was scary in that. Like he's yeah. the scariest in Sicario. Yeah, but it's it's kind of like he's doing now what I used to champion David o. Russell for doing, where it's like he's good at pulling out performances. And I find it really funny that Amy Adams seems to find herself around these directors who are really good with pulling out performances. I think that's also her though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's a smart she's actress. She's very yes. smart at picking roles. So yeah, yeah. she knows who she wants to work with mm-hmm. yeah and she's spot on yeah um i, I kind of want to talk about the script especially because we have a writer oh, yeah. here so as a writer like this was a movie that was was it nominated for best screenplay or adapted screenplay i believe adapted. it was yeah, yeah. I, I think it was i know it didn't win I, it only won for sound design which was great but um it was so, uh nominated for best adapted screenplay okay nice so as a writer allison what do you do you have anything like bone to pick with it or anything you want to champion for? Like what was like how are your feelings on the screenplay as a whole? Well, I I really enjoyed exactly how it unfolded. I usually have everything in the world against watching any movies that have aliens in it because usually there's something that creeps me out and I don't want to see it because I won't be able to sleep for a couple days. <laughs> um, so uh, a friend of mine um, who works in film, she told me, she's like, no, it's really good. It's 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 about family. And once she put it in my head that way, she goes, there's a couple key moments where it happens and you go, whoa. But other than that, it has a really a lot of depth to it. And especially when you start to see that transition of what is the past, what is the present, what hasn't happened yet kind of thing. It it looks like it was done really, really well because it has you fooled. You think she already lost the daughter. Yeah. You really believe it. And but what I didn't what I didn't was kind of a red flag for me is when she goes to work and she gets recruited for this sort of thing. If the government's recruiting you for something, they know everything that's happened to you, and nobody said, "Oh, well, she has lost her daughter." No one acknowledged it in any form. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the only thing I caught. Because um, usually, if it's something like that, a parent losing a child, where you know that that out of chronological order loss, it's usually noted somewhere. Especially for be women, noted. they'll be like, "She might not be emotionally stable." Yeah, right. Yeah, Espe- right. American Some government. Ameri- yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It is kind of weird that the. Uh, It'd be weird they didn't bring it up, but I think the movie moved past it quick enough where yeah. I didn't pick up on it. But yeah, I mean, it, it does make sense that it's they can't really address it without ruining the movie. So, right. Yeah. One thing, uh, one question I have, I guess, then for you is I know that there was a lot of research that went into this movie, and that was kind of a big part of the writer talking about it. Um, <clears throat> which, I'm just curious if you had anything to speak to that, just in terms of writing your own book and having to research for that. Like this feels like a researched movie. This feels like it's well thought out and planned and. Just curious the thoughts on that. Well, um, this is uh, turns into an epic fantasy at some mm-hmm. point. So there's a lot of that I get to build myself. But even but in terms, but in terms of this, it, yeah, you'd have to build something on the current reality in order for people to believe it or to immerse into it. I think they did really well. I think this movie specifically balances itself, like to compare it to Godzilla. There's so many people. <laughs> there's so many people that watch Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. And they get angry that they focus on the people so much at the most of the film. And that's just a hallmark of Godzilla films where they do focus on the people a lot until you actually get to Godzilla. And in this movie, I think there was a, a fear of that where people were going to be mad. Be like, there's no like great moment where the aliens are doing anything. <laughs> the aliens don't do anything. But you watch this movie and you don't mind. No. Like, yes, the aliens 
are really just kind of a presence. Yeah. They kind of interact. It's not really in depth. You don't. You only get one good look at them, and then it's like not even that important near the end. But the exchange is more valuable. The, yeah, the though. exchange is incredibly yeah. valuable. And then it's just really about how the people are dealing with the exchanges. It's really rooted in these two characters and them having to communicate between the aliens and communicate to their own people. Because mm-hmm. she has to communicate to the military, which... So they don't it, bomb anything. Yeah, so they don't bomb anything. <laughs> and there's so many moments, again, on just on her face, where you see that she's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to break this down. I have to break down all these year, years of research and barriers to make you understand what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and it's just so beautifully executed she she really plays a very good like understated smartest person in the room yes like she's never going to come out and say i am the smartest person in this room all of you fucking listen until like kind of near the end where she like the the guy i forget the actor's name the guy who was in a serious man starts saying something she just looks like why do i have to talk to him yes i saw that i saw that (laughs) why is he still here One of my favorite moments of the entire movie is where she just writes the sentence, why are you here? Or what is your purpose? Yeah, what is your purpose? And then she just breaks down that sentence to the general, to Forrest Whitaker. I'm like, just right there is a beautiful performance in the complexity of her situation. Yes. She's been a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, And the best thing about, uh, I mean, Forrest Whitaker, we kind of talked when we were watching this. It feels kind of like... If we want to keep going back to the club analogy of if you're in the club, you're you are. If you're not, you're not. He feels like a guy who was never in the club, never got recognition, is now sort of souring on things. So I, I felt like there was moments in this movie that he kind of phoned in. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a knock against him, because I think for the most part he did a great job. But there was a few moments where it's kinda of like, So that's Forrest Whitaker reading lines to us right now. And people said the same about Rogue One last year yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Um he's kinda of getting that criticism a lot right yeah. now, which is kinda of too bad because he is a fantastic go back yeah, and watch Ghost Dog. He's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker uh, gave us his all and then we didn't give anything for him. Yeah. I mean go back and watch his seasons of the shield. He's amazing. Mm. Um but this one I, I think he phoned in less than I think Rogue One. But um uh, that scene you're just talking about specifically where she writes out the sentence I think his best performance of the whole movie because that it's, he has this moment of like, why do I have to listen to you? And it's a sort of like you can see him fighting against himself of like, I realize she's the best in her field. I need to deal with this, mm-hmm. but I don't want to put up with you anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of one of the most powerful people in the room being talked down to by this woman. But and she's he, never really talking down. To she him. is. No. She's mm-hmm. doing her own. She's teaching him, which yes. to yeah. him would be talking down to. Because no one can tell him anything. Exactly. But He's, a good teacher can <laughs> yeah. do that without the other person feeling but he reacting defensively. But, but his character is smart enough to know what's happening and yes. knowing he has to hear it and not happy about it. Yeah. And I, I think that's why, like, as much as I don't think he's the greatest thing in this movie, I still think he did a good job yeah. yes. for that one sequence where it's just like, I don't want to hear this right now, but I know I have to. And you can just see it all on his face. And it's like, that was a really solid. Because well, yeah. if he yeah. makes an uneducated decision based off what he doesn't want to hear, then it could be bad for everyone. Oh, it'd be disastrous. Yeah. 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 So I just, and I love the, just the being able to imagine while I'm watching this movie, I'm also imagining the behind the scenes with him because he has to take all the stuff that she's giving him and then he has to relearn it himself because he has to take it and send it to these other people that won't listen to it in that same context. Mm-hmm. Do you think he, he told the to, kangaroo story and they're like, that's not, not true, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he still has to, he has to do exactly what she's doing in a completely different way to these other people that we don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. As a post coordinator, I understand that. argument. <laughs> <laughs> this was happening with the edit. Fuck, I don't understand half of that. I need to go sell producers on this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're familiar with that chain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on the other end of that. Uh, all right, so uh, the elephant in the room of this movie that I feel we should start talking about a little bit. Aliens! Uh-oh. Aliens and language. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, those are the two things in this movie that really, it's what separates it from being a very nice movie about family and grief and all that sort of stuff and the hardcore sci-fi movie that we're all kind of nerding out over. Yeah. Um, so let's talk aliens first. Uh, this is one of the first, like, really original, cool-looking aliens I've seen in a long time. And they're yeah. not those those aliens from The Simpsons. Yeah, uh. <laughs> they, they're kind of similar. They are a little similar. I'll give you that. Yeah, a little similar. But no, they're really good. And I think it's believable. I like this movie because it kind of it seems very much like exactly what would happen if a, uh, something from space showed up on Earth. 
it with really the defi- it really defined it as other, not yeah. anything that would resemble us yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, I like because so many movies and video games and everything really lean into humanoid yes. aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, that too, oh, yeah. you're an alien, but you're blue. Okay, uh, <laughs> and this one they really you can tell they spent time going like, all right, so we need to come up with something that would move, have its own thing, and they just came with its own physiology and like everything yes. of. A completely different being, and I thought that was really cool. Like, because even if you go like to a xenomorph, it's still human esque, mm-hmm. right? Still, has still the, arms, all the definable legs, head, and everything. Yeah, yeah, or it's more like something on Earth too. Like, yeah. oh, well, xenomorph then- is a bug human. Yeah, you know, aliens are always a, a hybrid. Oh, it's a lizard human. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And this well, one, these really- are really are because they're squids. That kind like, of. They're kind of giant yeah. squids. They're giant yeah. squids that are using their tendrils to walk on, and then they use ink to talk. Which a squid has ink. Gas ink. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's there. Like you can see what they pulled from. You can see mm-hmm. like the squid. You can kind of see like the, the inspiration. You can kind of see like how it's just like an upside down hand, which I heard yep. about. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the the things they pulled from. But I think they did a good enough not good enough job making it both those things and its own thing entirely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still kind of kept it minimalist in form, also including in the ship that they came in, also minimalist. Yeah. They kept it very simple. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it kind of looks like a really smooth pebble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the uh, it's the idea that I think they play a good job with of they would all look the same to us right mm-hmm. and I, I, I feel like there's that ingrained thing of like when you'd see the new aliens you look like they all look the same to me and you know that they'd say the exact same stuff about us yeah. right right. and it's like oh you might be able to tell the difference between male and female but that'd be about it mm-hmm. and, and she recognizes that and that's why you have the scene of her ripping her stuff off yeah. they yeah. need it's to a, see yeah. me this male is a problem yes yeah. and like this we will not get anywhere if we don't at least take show. off some, show something yeah and it's like the the way this movie kind of breaks down just like the language and the communication and how to do it was fascinating. Yes. Oh yes. Uh, I I was kind of when we were sitting, I'm like, I wish I was friends with like a linguist just to talk about mm-hmm. like how how much did they have to dumb down like this study for us? Because I feel like it wasn't a lot, <laughs> but I know there's got to be a linguist out there like well, that's not how that works at all. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, to the yeah. research thing earlier, like this this was a hard. This looked like it was a hard thing to write. Yeah, very much. Like it's obvious on the screen. It's like, wow, this took a lot of work to synthesize yeah. for a viewing audience, and not still feel like, like to not we're not feeling like we're talked down to. Like mm-hmm. it's like it, you're, we're instructing you, and it, it doesn't judge. It's just like here's what it is, and it's still there's still so much in it. It just I look at that, I'm like, wow, you know, kudos to you, Mister Mister Writer guy. I also <laughs> love because <laughs> no, it just it's impressive. I'm sure, I'm sure mean, this writer would really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I, that whole, There's multiple sentences. Yeah, possibly. the mentality, like the, which I think it was when Jeremy Renner broke it down of the how you'd write a sentence if you're like ambidextrous, you can write it with both hands and starting from both ends. Mm-hmm. As like that, the whole way he broke that down, like he did it in a way that was both intelligent, informative, didn't feel like he's breaking, like talking down to us, but also felt like way smarter than anything I would have ever understood on my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was right. also explaining it to himself because yes. it was like his yeah. diary log. It's it's funny. Um, I was playing the witness right right after like i watched this right after i was playing the witness which does a lot of those same ambidextrous things and it was just interesting to note that in those two mediums this movie doesn't talk down to you about it they, that game really kind of plays down to you like it's interesting how they both approach those things and i just really like how this tackled something so just hard to get into as linguistics mm-hmm. like in two and like two hours <laughs> you got two hours and yeah character development and arcs and we got to bring this in. Yeah, yeah, I, was like I that, love it. It was that Tolkien extra did. thing but beyond a movie that it, it, I, you said Tolkien. Yeah, I, I would Tolkien. almost say George Lucas, like the yeah. way he had to not only tell the story about a, long, a young Luke Skywalker trying to live in his dad's footsteps and he doesn't understand everything about his dad and he's trying to like deal with family and, and the sense of adventure. But also you have this mythology of how this magical thing works, the force, and you have to come up with all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick, while we're talking about the writer, I, I just want to shout out to him really quick. His name is uh, Eric Hessier or Hessier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a writer who has paid his dues. Yeah, and I, I mean that in the most polite way possible because he has written such gems as the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, The Thing remake, Final Destination Five, and Lights Out. And then he comes out with Arrival. You're talking about the screenplay <laughs> writer, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not not the writer of the short right. story, but the guy who wrote the screenplay. It's like wow. So this is his first. Uh, nomination, yeah. <laughs> but this is it, that just reads of somebody who's yeah. in, incredibly talented and mm-hmm. kept taking. Like, well, I got, I want to write, yeah. So I got to keep taking. So I got to keep he, writing. He got and he probably got stuck in the middling world of cheap horror films, right? And he's just like, please, I can do this. Trust me. <laughs> just give me it the was, space. <laughs> so I can see how this would be a stepping stone because yeah. sci-fi is very close to horror. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he tweeted about 
writing this and just like going, here's some of the things I had to do for this. And following <laughs> wow. that that tweet, not, not rant, but they're, they're all threaded now. So the tweet thread about him just trying to research it, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, I, uh, every every praise this movie gets, you deserve all of it. So oh, it's like, yeah, yeah he, was, he stepped up to the plate. Yeah, Big absolutely. Time. That's awesome. And I I love hearing those stories, like the people who are like, well, you just keep doing these shit movies. Clearly, and you just you can just see that turmoil of like you can just see it in your head of like, no, I can do it. Just give me a chance. Yeah, <laughs> it's like somebody did, and yes. he knocked it out of the yeah. park. I mean, the yeah. bad stuff sticks. Like, and it yeah, more so for writers. Weirdly enough, like if it's a bad movie, oh, it was probably lazy writing. If it's a good movie, that director was really amazing, eh? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, that's across all you know. Another thing mm-hmm. that get in back to the linguistics of it. I like how, so there's 12 of these in the whole planet. Sorry, I got a nasal thing I'm trying to fight through right now. Um, <laughs> you're, doing good, you're, do, you're doing a good job. Yeah. Uh, so there's 12 of these Damn in the whole planet. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> and each one of these locations has a completely different culture that mm-hmm. is interacting with these uh, 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 aliens. And each one of these cultures, they're trying to communicate with each other, but they're e- also using their own base culture to communicate with the aliens, which Amy Adams helps them with by pretty much telling everyone, do it visually, because mm-hmm. they weren't trying that before her. Mm-hmm. And then right. you get to the part where the central like antagonist is China, and she finds out, is it China or China? It's China. It was yes. China, China. Yeah. Uh, is China, and then she realizes they're using Mahjong, which... I'm not a Mahjong expert by any means, but I played it and I totally understanded her analogy because it is chess. Mm-hmm. It's just a different type of chess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just like, oh no, that's bad. She knew it immediately. And then she had to explain to Forrest Whitaker, it's like if you give somebody a hammer and don't nail. explain yeah. what a hammer is for and then you're just going to start hitting things. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I immediately <sighs> had that moment in my jumping to all my places in my brain. I'm like, well, how is Russia doing this? How are these other people doing it? Like, I immediately was like, oh, I want to know how each one of these other people are visualizing with this, these aliens because it had to have been just fascinating to just see what the other cultures latched on to. Right. It was funny because uh, right before we watched Arrival earlier that morning, I'd watched the episode of 30 Rock with Aaron Sorkin in it um, <laughs> where they do like, their, their big lap around the building. And she's like, did we just go to the same place? And then he's like, yeah, it's kind of like this. And he made an example. And then she's like, or like this. He's like, you don't need two examples. That's bad writing. And then I watched <laughs> <laughs> Arrival later that night. Like, oh, two examples. Aaron yeah. Sorkin did like this. <laughs> Might have. I don't know. But I, is this one of those complex moments in the movie that brought a lot of depth to it because it made me think about other things while I was still watching and be fully invested in the film? Yeah. yeah no, this movie does a lot of those. It has a lot of those moments of like it, it over explains things just enough where it's like you feel like it almost start going like the wrong way, but it still keeps you invested. Yeah. Because usually when they're over explaining something, they're over explaining it to somebody else in the film. So it doesn't feel like you never have that. God, we shit on this guy too much. We never had that Nolan problem where they're it's explaining just it. To I love Nolan. <laughs> we love Nolan. He just does. I'm, he showcases his exposition so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and is he's just the most well-known person who does that? Yeah. yeah. He's just a very good example of like if you want to see exposition on screen, Boom. there you go. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want to see a boring villain, go see a Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, but but at that point, any other filmmaker wouldn't have you know made the whole format of the movie the circle. Like yeah. Right. This. I mean, I love what they did with this framing device and how they met like I can't gush enough about no. how great that is because <laughs> I like when movies do this. I like when they play with the format of film itself linear and it circles back. Like I like how it plays with time and space yeah. in it such to- a way. It totally is time, space and memory. Yeah. yeah. But it's totally a movie written by an Eastern mentality. Cause I watch it and listen to it. It's very Buddhist because mm-hmm. yeah. Buddhists believe in circular time. Mm-hmm. You're always reliving, always going. And that's what this movie is. You're experiencing all the time as a circle in one spot. And she learns that. And you know, as a human being, that's a lot to try to suddenly start grasping. And mm-hmm. it's like you're seeing her figuring it out and not saying so. <laughs> uh, yeah, you could uh, very easily compare this to Interstellar in a lot of ways. Well, Interstellar, Interstellar again, well, so this is way better. So Interstellar and then Slaughterhouse-Five is the, the sure. biggest comparison for me. Yeah. Um, has anybody else read Slaughterhouse-Five? No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, one of my favorite books of all time. Vonnegut is fucking great. Um, but that movie is, it, the main character is, dis, he's dislodged his mind his mind from time. And he learned that from aliens. So he sees all of time at one time. So he can see the future, he can see the past, he can see everything. So it's it's very similar to this in that way of like, it's not 
it's not like a plot point reliant on like telling the story. It's just how the story unfolds. So it'll jump from A to B to C all over the place throughout the whole thing. And it's just this circular thing. He's like, I know the exact moment I die. I know when I was born. And I'm never dead or alive because I'm always dead and alive. Mm -hmm. And it's that whole idea of he's always existing. He just never knows when. Yep. So this movie really kind of plays with that too. Like you can mm -hmm. see that in there. Very cool. And so I mean, yeah, you can't sing its praises enough. I mean, he pulls ideas from religion, yep. from classic literature, from other movies, and yeah, just nailed it. Yeah. I can't wait to see his next outing. Yeah. This director. Beyond Blade Runner or just Blade Runner? Oh, Beyond Blade Runner. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049 yeah. to be exact. I, yes, I'm so excited <laughs> for that one, but I, I am also very excited to see what he does with more like original or like yeah. somewhat adapted. Has he done more? I mean, so this is uh, Arrival was adapted from a short that was kind of relatively unknown. Blade yeah. Runner is huge. Mm -hmm. Yes. Has he done anything on that level before? No, no that's his first so big I would be curious to see if it, it's a little trial run for him and if they don't give him some comic book movies or some franchise movies after that. It'd be it'll be interesting to that see. Sounds if he does like it sounds like the path. Yeah, it, it and usually, I would actually enjoy that. I would and I wouldn't because yeah. it's one of those things. Where it's like uh, he's so good. I almost don't want him. to Yeah, get don't get bogged down by the genre. Yeah, oh, yeah but the but DC I universe would, needs him. The DC <laughs> yeah, universe I would, would love him, and I well, think a standalone Star Wars movie would be great. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's something, like, I just basically don't want to get sucked into Marvel. Um, yeah, but like, uh, stay out of Marvel. Yeah, if he could, since DC seems to be the way right now of like we're just going to give a director a movie and let him do whatever the hell they want. The, he'd, he'd be, be a very fit. good fit for mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If Marvel was going to do that, he'd be great for something. Yeah, yeah but, but Marvel Moon has Knight such a Doctor yeah. Strange. Oh, yeah. Moon Knight with this guy would be fucking cool. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I don't think that would. I don't think Marvel's in that. That I hope frame they get mind. there. Not anymore. Yeah. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. I mean, they Marvel's did it kind of with James Gunn. Iron Man one day. Yeah, you could still. Kinda. Yeah, but not anymore. No, I think you're right. We have we'll bullet points. Here's how you're supposed to direct this. Now go. Don't waver. Unless you're James Gunn, for some reason. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Like, James yeah. Gunn is an example. Because it, they didn't know yet, you know, when they made Guardians 1. They were still yeah. kind of early in their... But watch out, the sequel doesn't thing. change anything from the first one. In terms right. of style, tone, and But Groot format. is this big now. Yeah, that's... Right. <laughs> but he's just so Good point. cute. But we can sell a whole <laughs> other line of different size Groot so toys. So many toys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, merch, uh, the merch alone on that one the character. The merch awakens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's going to so be the documentary about the Marvel Universe in a couple years. The merch so, so now that we're so far away from Arrival, what have we missed on Arrival? What haven't we talked about that's like, we did this with a, a Harry Potter episode, which comes out before uh, after this one. Maybe one additional uh, note. I like that the humans were almost more difficult to deal with than the aliens. Well, of course. Yeah, that, that's yeah. That, like I love. Like, that's I love the point, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just but they make such a big deal. The aliens and like everyone else is like, this is so difficult. But it's like, no, us humanity, we're 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 the we're the tough ones. My favorite thing. Every about, good sci-fi movie tells that yeah. story. But the the cool thing about it is that the aliens are just waiting for us to figure our shit out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a really cool. Just instead like, of plotting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. not like they're not trying to like f like they're not trying to push us or pull us. It's kind of like, no, we're here. Figure it out, and it's kind of that. Cool we'll wait. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. We're hanging out here, and it's like oh, you kind of feel bad for um. Was it Abbott or Costello who died? Abbott. Yeah, is Abbott, Abbott yeah. is death process. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you feel bad for him, but at the same time, since they see time, he knew. At all, was, he yeah. knew what was going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things like you you know like they're not mad at you. They know what's happening. They mm -hmm. knew what was going to happen when they showed up, and they know if they don't go through this, they they're get what is it three thousand years later? Yep. They, they don't need get you in three thousand right. years. So, and the, so get it together, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the cynical in me is like, ooh, you're trusting us for something 3,000 years from now? You know, humanity sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we might not even make it that far. Yeah, like, you're really putting your eggs in the wrong basket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie fully illustrates uh, people that are not in the know will just go crazy with their imagination. Like, mm -hmm. the wife of the the military guy that ends up blowing up. The curse your seven but inevitable betrayal guy? Yeah. Yeah. Just listening him to the having, on the phone, yeah, on yeah. the phone, and you can see it. Or he's like, I, I, he's so obligated to his wife, but he's obligated to his role, and he ends up choosing his wife. Good husband in, in her Good craziness. Husband. But I mean, like you, I mean, you how some, do you default to that though when you're yeah. in the military though? Yeah, and, you, and you have that sense yeah. of purpose. Good right? husband, bad but it's soldier. The, it's, the, <laughs> it's just the level of like fear that people with the, the when hysteria. the unknown comes, you mm -hmm. fall into hysteria. It is cylindrical in history. Yeah, mm -hmm. we obviously keep doing that, and you have some sympathy for that, but it's also like just no. Don't fall into the same rut. Watch none of us take that lesson. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't yet yeah. with with all the movies that have yeah. come out that have any kind of aliens in them. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's funny how like it's instant fear. Yeah, and th- this movie tells a story that we've seen a hundred times. Like yeah. the whole the alien shows up. I mean, hell, there's even another movie called Arrival that has many of these same themes in there. That movie sucks, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like one but, of the characters even says it. I mean, like whatever you find out, I have to go to a room of people who will all they're all they're thinking about is how could this be used against us? Right. Yeah. Because that's where we default. Yeah. To. Yeah. yeah it, it's the default. Like the, it's one of my favorite lines from a comic book of all time. It's uh, it's in The Dark Knight Returns, like the second one, where Green Lantern comes back and he's like, I haven't been here in forever because the rest, of, the rest of the galaxy is just forgotten Earth. And they say, why? He's like, oh, because we're the only planet in the galaxy that points its weapons at itself. Mm-hmm. And it's like such ah. a... <laughs> that book was so good. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's such a great thing that they they bring into sci-fi a lot nowadays. They don't say it on the nose quite as much as Frank Miller did, but yeah. it's a really cool thing that like for these aliens to trust us, they have to get they have to accept the fact that we are crazy and self-destroying and de-evolved in comparison. Oh yeah, or unevolved in comparison. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think this movie kind of hits all these themes in such a great way. And I I hate having an episode where all we do is gush over the movie, but this one's really tough not to. I, I look, I, I look right. after, Let me after try watching to think it. Of something that's not the, the color palette is really limited. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go to Montana? Uh. I mean, Montana is beautiful, but the rest of it's all really beigey. And that spaceship only had a little half bit of green sprinkling. Gray and beige. They only brought half the spaceship. What? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to their budget, man? <laughs> is there any actual complaints we have about this thing? Like the I mean, in terms of sci-fi goes it does play out very slowly it's a slow burn yeah it, it does have a but I, I like I it. can't even complain about that I'm just no. yeah I kind of like a slow burn so yeah. it's a good it's a very good slow burn yeah. there's so much reward at the end of this movie by staying with it yeah the there's same a lot of depth there yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a few friends who didn't like it I almost wish I'd uh, asked them more about their point of view but most of them just said it was boring and yeah I'm, I don't when somebody tells me a movie like this that, that feels like it's boring, then I'm like, all right, so your brain doesn't want to, to listen. comprehend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, I, you don't like thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Transformers. Yes. That's always right. my response to that. You can only do a Michael, Michael Bay, Bay capacity. Yeah. 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 But even, exactly. just even like at a certain point, you kind of figure out what you're going to think about the movie. I do this sometimes to a fault, you know, and some movies I'll be like, you know, I'm, I know I'm not going to like this, even though I've not seen it. Mm-hmm. And so then by 10 minutes in, I'll shut it off, the brain part. Yeah. And just be like, yeah, this is boring. It's like, well, he already gave up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. Need, I mean, you need to tough it out, right? There, there are. Yeah, yeah I kind of have that in some movies where about like eh, twenty minutes in, I'm like, well, I love this movie, and it doesn't matter what the hell it does throughout the rest of the two hours. It's like, well, no, I already decided I loved it, or I hate it, and that's always kind of little. And you also have like the biases of someone like. I'm, I'm going to speak for you and I in this regard here, okay. Brian. I'm oh looking boy. at Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> the, the way to oh the boy. world. Between like the, de- the desire of people who are, one, religious, and two, actually want to have a family. Because we have a lot of friends that, one, have no interest in having kids, maybe not even ever get married, and two, are very atheist. So it's like sometimes like movies like this, I find they don't attach themselves to. Yeah. Even though yeah. usually I trust their opinion on things. But it just has themes they don't relate to, so Greater they don't get engaged to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of friends who are atheists who really enjoy this film. Yeah, and, like, but there's but they're but more so big sci-fi there. fans as well. Yeah. yeah, no, there's definitely. So if you're, if you're not a sci-fi fan, you're atheist, and you don't like kids, probably not gonna. <laughs> yeah, work. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not gonna work for you. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of boxes you have to tick. But if you tick all those boxes, just pass. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just pass. <laughs> yeah, this one's not for you, Mm-mm. but. Honestly, like it's one of those rare movies where like I I think everyone should give it a shot. At least give it a chance. Like it might it might be a little slow. It might have these things in there, but I honestly think that the way that it's paced and the way that it's cut, the way that it's written mm-hmm. is all so intentional that it all works. You just have to watch it in a whole. If you turn it off halfway through, you might not like it because you didn't get to see what was happening in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the whole circular notion is through the whole movie. And it really helps, like, even on second and third watchings, like, the having that in your head, it's like, it makes it a more enjoyable film every time. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine it'd be even better to watch it a second and third time, just in terms of the whole long view. 
Yeah. And you're starting to, your position is Amy Adams at the first watch, second watch, you're maybe the aliens. You're kind of like, yeah. I have the fullness of time and we have to go through this again. So it takes on a new meaning. Yeah. I would, and, I would and expect. It's, and it's not like gimmicky, mm-hmm. like say like the sixth sense where it's like, Oh, what I miss. It's like, right. no, it's just like, Oh, you get like, it's a new point of view every time. And like, yeah. that's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a really tough thing to pull off with films. And, and this director's done it now, at least in my eyes twice. I haven't seen prisoners yet, but both Sicario and this one. Yeah. It's like, it, he can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's good. Like it's, it's fun to see a director that has definite control over his creative product, but mm. control in the way that he can nurture everyone else involved and make them also produce a really tight performance or yeah. design. Yeah. I have a feeling he's probably one of those directors who's known for uh, planning the shit out of his projects and yeah. making everyone yeah. involved stick to it. Would not surprise me at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see him much. That's as a like, weighty task. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I've been <laughs> on hard. enough movie sets to know that it's uh, a sign of a real professional. And it's just too many times people are like, "Well, let's." I got some ideas in my head. Let's play around until we get there. You know. Yeah, mm. and this one you could not forever. you could not make this movie like that. No. no, I mean you could. It would suck. Mm-hmm. See the other Arrival movie. Uh, <laughs> Case in point. Isn't Charlie Sheen in that? He is. Oh my god! <laughs> that would be a funny double feature. And he has the most indestructible pair of glasses ever. That will only make sense to people who watch that shitty movie. But he drops his glasses like every ten minutes, and they're always just fine. <laughs> it drove me up the wall as a glasses wear. It's like the, it's like the it's like the commando of glasses. Yeah, you roll that shit, and it's still they're still good. Yeah. <laughs> Was it Ray Van, Ray-Ban product placement or anything? Could no, it's just his glasses. Oh. oh. And the alien's knees bend backwards. It really weirds me out. I don't know why I'm plugging this movie. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I think we're, we're good for quotes. Quotes? Quotes with quotes? Quotes with quotes. <laughs> My quote's unpronounceable. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I do like this one that she says, Dr. Louise Banks, um, a little bit more towards the end. Um as they really start to get into things where she says, trust me, you can uh, understand communication and still end up single. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good line because it's something that basically everyone can relate to. Uh, mine's also uh, one from Amy Adams. I do want to throw in really quick. One thing I forgot to mention, um, this is the first movie in a while that I saw use a good, had a good use of the Zolly. It's not done very often. What's this? Oh, will you mind. zoom and dolly at the same time? Mm-hmm. Oh. Call that the hit, the uh, vertigo, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to call it a zolly. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, it means that you're pulling the camera in one direction and zooming the other. So it gives yeah. you this really weird look. Uh, it just gives you a distortion of perception. Yes, yeah. and this yeah. one did it a few times and Which did it fitting. really well. Yeah. Um, so my quote uh, is, uh, I already kind of mentioned it earlier. It comes from Amy Adams when she's, shit's hitting the fan it's going crazy and she says her thing and uh, the one guy's like well I don't know about this and she just looks around and says why do I have to talk to him (laughs) (laughs) Um, my quote is one of the greatest moments for me in her like realization of what's going on with her when she fully starts to realize what she can do now essentially and Mm -hmm. it's just when she goes I just realized why my husband left me I'm like Mm -hmm. boom it's like yeah, like she's living every moment right now, and she's mm-hmm. like coming to realizations that she hasn't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And I just think that is great. It is. <laughs> and then movie. his follow up: I didn't realize you were married, <laughs> or I didn't know you were married, or something. This like that. movie in the feels. Mm-hmm. It's you. <laughs> it's you right in the feels. <laughs> well, the thing that hit me in the feels is her <laughs> line: uh, "I forgot how good it felt to be held by you." When she, yeah. we, when we're finally cued into the fact that she's got the fullness of time. Yeah. And there's, and she. Hugs him for the first time. I don't know. They're, they're, mm-hmm. I, I, get, I, I love that shit. And he, and he thinks <laughs> that, that she's just like hallucinating sweet. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just like, what? He's like, she smoked something on that ship. <laughs> <laughs> even that, even that, that line, like that somewhat cheesy line, like let's have a, ba- let's have a baby. I want to give you a baby. Or like, yeah. I forget what exactly how, we, how they word it, but it was like, oh, come on. The hug and this line, this is perfect. Yeah. Like, and the movie wasn't overly romantic, which I dug. Like you right. saw yeah. their relationship there building for the first time. Yeah. yeah, it was a great, like this is the start of a relationship without necessarily the payoff of the relationship. Yeah. Right. Right. You still get the whole thing, but mm-hmm. it's not like, that's not why you're here. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, my favorite cheesy shit in movies is when they say <laughs> the title. So my favorite quote is, what happens now? They arrive. <laughs> so you're a big fan of Home Alone? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, Rush Hour. <laughs> I don't know. Must be Rush Hour. Hey. Uh, was that everybody? Did you someone? Uh, okay. So review system. 
Windy I, movies. <laughs> oh, no, wait. What are you going for? I, I was going to do movies about, like, misunderstandings, but I feel like that could be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easy. Or easy. Uh, I actually have one. Does everyone think they can do that one? I have a weird one. I okay, perfect. That's it. That's it. If you can make it work, I am very... I've only turned one person down in the past four years of doing this. Uh, nope, that one doesn't work. And I think it was Ryan. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I got. But, no, I it was. It was even recently. Right it was your Cars 2 one. I didn't like <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to change that Sometimes shit. I'm real lazy yeah. about it. <laughs> All right, so you have movies about misunderstandings. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah. You, you seem ready to go. Dancer in the Dark with Bjork. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. A movie that is incredibly frustrating to watch because <laughs> it's such a basic misunderstanding. Like, she's going blind, and she needs money to do so, and she's trying to hide the fact that she's going blind. And then this one dude figures out that she's going blind and steals all her money, but then she has to murder him to get the money back, and she she doesn't... And the whole point is that she doesn't want her child to know that that she's going blind because they have the same disease, and it gets worse the more you think about it. So it's like... All the things that are happening, that it's just a hallmark of like the folly of man in that movie. And they, and sorry, um, everything that happens in that movie with how bad people can communicate didn't happen in this film. So it's kind of like a polar opposite of each other uh, in like satisfaction because it's so like damning to the soul while you're watching the ending of Dancer in the Dark. And then in this one, you're just like, oh, thank God none of you did that. (laughs) It's, that's was, that was a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> we're really disappointed in mine now. But By the <laughs> way, Dance from the Dark is also a musical, so it's also really hard to watch for some people. Yeah. Uh, Allison, you said you had one, right? You um, said it was a weird it's, one. It's, it's odd, um, but for some reason, once I thought of it, it just kind of resonated with me. To me, it's A Beautiful Mind with Aliens. Okay, Ooh, yeah, that nice. works. Yeah. So, because, I mean, even John yeah. Nash gets recruited for a yeah. specific job thing. She gets recruited for a spe- specific job. They're both geniuses. They're trying to really build, you know... St- save in a way and it's their brilliance that ends up really kind of pulling it out of the gate this is a good movie <laughs> i haven't seen that one in a long time uh do you either want to, i have one it's oh it's weak but <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still looking this one is a, right. a hard one all right uh i'll go uh, i'm going with in the loop um which is a political comedy all about misunderstandings and it really comes down to language as well like it is all about one guy said the wrong thing to the wrong person. And everyone misunderstood it, or he and didn't it affected say, entire nations. And the enti- and people almost go to war over this one sentence. No, we did. Oh, they do go to war. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So like it, it, it is all about like how your words have meaning, and this movie arrivals all about how words have meaning. So if you want to watch a movie about very important like language and that, yeah. but it's really funny and has Peter Capaldi in it. Who swears a lot and is fantastic. <laughs> it's so uh, like if you're just used to him being on like Doctor Who or something, watching in the loop will definitely oh. throw you for a loop. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he coined my favorite phrase, which is fuckity bye. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is uh, lemon lemon uh, Oh that's I not even that's it. a Peter it's uh, uh it's easy peasy lemon squeezy. No, it's difficult, difficult, lemon difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie too. All right. I ruined it because I had one immediately. Because you had a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to try to make Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that works. That <laughs> works. Go for that. That works. I mean, that's a huge too. movie about misunderstandings, but in no way is it like Arrival. It's like a fun, campy, that's new, the problem. new spinoff of this horror genre where Arrival, I think, actually sits really well in the seat of, among other uh, other uh, sci-fi movies. Uh, I totally cheated and looked online, and someone recommended Birdman. <laughs> which is a movie about misunderstandings, about him being a misunderstood superhero. You can let John take and that actor. one if you want to keep with well, Tucker and Dale. Yeah, you can. Keep, uh, I won't take that one, but I've got one that might work out. So, Ryan, yours is a tie between uh, Tucker and Dale and Birdman, for the record. Uh-huh. Uh, Tucker and Dale is a better <laughs> movie about misunderstandings. Birdman is a way closer comparison to Arrival. All right, that works. <laughs> So let's see if we can get this one to work. Uh, I actually brought up at the beginning of the show, The Invitation. Okay. It in and of itself is about grief and suffering through the grief of a lost child. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of the, the plot that kind of flavors with that. The theme is flavored with that. But a lot of the other things that are interesting, I won't spoil them, but involve misunderstanding and lack of communication or the problems of communication. 
that come to a head at the very end. So that works, I guess. Yeah, that, no, mm-hmm. that, that definitely works. Mm-hmm. You made me wish I had picked the Babadook, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we will do a uh, quick wrap-up here with a round of plugs. Uh, first and foremost, you can find us, athpod.com. Check out our new articles on Comic-Con by Chris Ortiz and Sell You Ladies by Emily Blake. Uh, and then you can find our normal articles, which is the random shit we write. And, of course, uh, a hype to remember where we talk about trailers and how they made us feel when they came out forever ago, uh, which is really fun. And yeah, you had, a, you had a good one recently. I went a little crazy You went crazy with, with it. <laughs> I did it on the 2009's Fast and Furious. And then I even went through screenshots and blow by blow what yep. I was thinking when that thing happened. Because really the main and rule is just like, how does it make you feel? Paragraph. That's all you really need. Yeah. It's just a quick thing. And wow, you went with it. Yeah. I, uh, it I was had a fun great trailer. It, it took was it a, and ran with yeah. it. And just Heisman to everybody in the face. I will still Pretty say much. if you you should go read my article. I would, I would appreciate it, but I will say this: I firmly believe without that trailer for the 2009 Fast and Furious movie, there is no Fast and Furious franchise. Uh, oh, and, for sure. And I will I explain that in that article. But without that trailer, the franchise died. Um, and then of course you can find us on Twitter ath underscore podcast everywhere else online ath podcast. Email us ath podcast at gmail Rate mm-hmm. and review us on iTunes. What I miss? I didn't miss anything. All right? five stars. Give us a five stars. Five stars. Well, if you don't want to, you don't have to. But we'd appreciate. Give us it. some hate. Five just, stars. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, talk to us. Yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. really want people to interact with us more. So if you're yeah. listening and you've made it all the way to the end, thanks for listening, Mom. Uh, yeah. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, check out the book "Goddess Saves the King" or "Goddess Save the King." Uh, it's the I can't read. Uh, I don't know how I was able to not read. Save. <laughs> <laughs> my god uh and you can find that on amazon right yes and you just search god to save the king and you're good to go boom it's there and part two comes out later christmas christmas this year do you know what that one's called yet can you tell no, us no not yet you still come up with the title yeah. cool okay so go buy that book is there an audiobook of it uh there is not um but if enough sales go through i'd be happy to fund that you should get uh, brian to read it listen yeah. i'm yeah, here I for the best <laughs> job i can't read the word save <laughs> That would definitely be the book. The book is Gotta Save the <laughs> King. You're fired. Oh, that went so well. Next. <laughs> uh, okay, so thank you very much for coming out, Allison. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And bye. 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 Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me. Satisfy me, baby. Satisfy me, Satisfy me. That is fine, baby. That is fine, baby. That is fine, baby. That is fine, baby.